From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome to In Black and Right, the new definition of color commentary. I am, as always, your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks, as well as your tour guide through the wacky, severely wackadoodle world of Joe Biden's America. Well, today, my friends, and we've got a lot to cover. So, before we get into it too deep, I just want to let you know, hey, you can always send us email, questions, comments, shout-outs, whatever, uh, to inblackandright at gmail.com, and also checking out our website, uh, inblackandright.net. And we're going to be going through a lot of uh, changes over the next uh, week or so. But stay tuned, folks. We're going to be doing some things to help make uh, the show and the site a lot better. So, in, so, with that in mind, let's go to Indictment Watch from uh, the Gateway Pundit. Um, it is Indictment Watch, my friends. Uh, now, President Trump's lawyers, when they met at the special counsel's office in D.C., the grand jury uh, is being reconvened today, on Thursday. So, And Trump's lawyers were told to expect charges, indictments, whatever. Now, the timing of this always tends to... Uh, you know, sort of be in the forefront of my thinking. Okay, so now, after Hunter Biden's sweetheart uh, plea deal went kaboom yesterday in uh, in Delaware, oh my gosh, <laughs> now all of a sudden, uh, here we go. Now here's, you know, yes, we're going to get an indictment. Okay, just in time, apparently, you know. After all we've learned in the last uh, couple of weeks or so uh, about uh, Joe and Hunter and their uh, foreign influence peddling schemes, the information that came from both of the IRS whistleblowers, and also the attempt by Hunter's attorneys to think somehow thinking that everything's okay, everything's awesome, we're going to get this thing over with. And the judge, that's the thing they didn't really anticipate. That the judge in the case was not going to be a pushover. They totally didn't uh, take that into consideration. And, oh my gosh. And some of the things that I just could not believe. I just could not believe it. Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness. I, I, I guess I'm just going to have to go with this first. Uh, I'm going to have to take it in pieces, though. Um, Mike Davis uh, of the Article 3 Project and Legal Star, who, frankly, if you're not listening to this guy, 
you, I don't know what the heck you're doing. But Mike Davis is fantastic. And so now, this is going to be interesting to see. Well, I'm thinking here. Um, MSLSD, not the War Room, not Gateway Pundit, uh, even though they're reporting on the story. This is from a, a woman who, uh, who's on MSLSD talking about how the prosecution screwed up the case. I'm like, oh man, that was definitely something I did not expect coming from the progressive left's favorite network loaded with uh, psychiatric patients. But this is a former federal prosecutor talking about the case and how the, uh, of how the prosecution screwed up. But hang on for this one. Here we go. Biden's attorneys and the prosecutors were on a completely different page about what this agreement meant. And that's very sloppy. And as a former prosecutor, I'll put this on the prosecutors, the Delaware U.S. Attorney's offices, that they would go to court. And usually these hearings are smooth sailing. Now, the judge is not a potted plant. A judge does not rubber stamp a plea. It is her job to make sure that the plea comports with the law and the facts and that the defendant is pleading knowingly, voluntarily, and intelligently. And was during that questioning, a simple okay. question, you know, does the Oh, yeah. There we go. That was a woman named uh, Christina. Uh, oh my goodness, I can't believe. But anyway, this is a black woman who is a former prosecutor and called out Hunter Biden's legal team for the screw-up that led to this absolute train wreck. I'm like, wow, wow, and wow. That is just a whole nother level of crazy. How did this happen? Hmm? How did it happen? Now, of course, I want to basically play now Mike Davis and his analysis as a highly seasoned and respected lawyer. I mean, he used to work for Chuck Grassley, senator from Iowa, and helped get uh, people like Brett Kavanaugh on the Supreme Court. I know that doesn't make some of you happy, but too stinking bad. Listen to somebody with some brains here and learn some things. Oop, hang on a second. Uh, here we go. Okay. <laughs> oh dear. Looks like they had problems uh, on the war room as well. Okay, let's try this again. You've gone. Now that we made you a star, you're everywhere. I realize it's tough, but you got to hit that unmute button when you're back on the war room. Okay. I hear you. So what I would say. I got my big dramatic. <laughs> got my big dramatic tee up, and I got mute. Go ahead, hit it. And I screwed it up. Sorry about that, Steve. So what I would say is happening here. There was a, an even sweeter deal between the Biden Justice Department and Hunter Biden than what was even in the written sweetheart. Uh, uh, plea agreements and what's going on here is it was a wink wink agreement between the Biden Justice Department 
and Hunter Biden. They didn't want to put down on paper that there was a broad waiver of all potential crimes in this plea agreement because that would cause way too much political blowback for the Biden Justice Department. It would also mean that the Biden Justice Department couldn't say that there's an ongoing investigation to try to rebuff Congress. And the judge correctly peeled at that, picked at that to, uh, today, and that's what blew up this whole deal. And so uh, they're going to have to go back well, to square. Hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang, hang on for a second. Whoa. Are you saying they had a even better, they had a better deal, they didn't put it in writing because it was an oral deal? I'm, I'm confused now. Just explain to me. You're saying that this blew up because the judge asked a couple of pointed questions, and essentially what the Merrick Garland and the Justice Department done for Biden is gotten Hunter off of everything. He, he could never be questioned again. It all go away. Is that the deal, do you think, that they actually did make? 100%. And they maybe didn't make it explicitly as uh, to, to put it down on paper, but the deal was it was a wink, wink, nod, nod. You were going to plead guilty, Hunter, to these two bogus, not filing wow. your taxes, misdemeanors. Wow. This, this wow. gun charge is going to go away. This gun felony is going to go away on a deferred judgment, and we're not going to prosecute Hunter for anything else after he agrees to this. And this judge uh, picked at that a little bit today and blew up the whole damn thing. Oh, my goodness. Mike Davis. God, I really want to get you on the show, but you're now, like, really big, and you... But, oh, my goodness. That, folks, should tell you what really the deal is. And Hunter Biden and his attorneys screwed it up and and screwed the pooch badly. My gosh. I'm loving it, though. So now, all of a sudden, here you have your boy, uh, Hunter. Uh, all he had to do was just kind of be cool, relax, but then all of a sudden you got a judge with a brain who looked at this. Plus, also, let's not forget, one of, Biden, one of Hunter Biden's attorneys called and made a prank call to the judge's clerk to keep all that in, to try to get rid of all the brief that was filed by Jason Smith, Congressman Jason Smith, the chair of the House Ways and Means Committee, uh, saying, hey, it's like, we have, our, we have IRS whistleblowers who have all this information about Hunter and all some of the funky stuff that's going on. And they tried to say, oh, well, no, we didn't. They were trying to get rid of it, essentially. Oh, and, and they tried to do it by uh, impersonating a Republican lawyer. It's like, oh, no, 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 we don't want that in there. That didn't exactly help either because I don't know what it is with uh, Hunter and his legal team, but these are some serious fools. But anyway, so now Mike Davis, I'm like, oh, baby. Oh, his, <laughs> his idea is like, after you find this, after he figured this out, that there was some other big deal that would somehow protect Hunter, eh-eh, nope, nope, nope. So now, 
<laughs> According to the story by Gateway Pundit, Mike Davis was quoted on his appearance on War Room saying, they need to call in Bill Barr, they need to call in Merrick Garland, they need to call in David Weiss, they need to call in the Pennsylvania U.S. Attorney who found these allegations credible, they need to call in the IRS whistleblowers, and they need to call in the FBI agents who corroborated these claims. Put them all at the same table in front of the cameras and lights, put them under oath, and make them answer the questions under oath of who did what, where, and when. Because someone is lying here, and they need to smoke them out. Ooh. Oh, thank you, Mike Davis. Oh, my goodness. Because there's more to this than meets the eye. There is. Now, of course, you know, we're just on, you know, we're just waiting for Jack Squat and his people to put out another indictment to try to kind of, it's a squirrel. I mean, I call them the squirrels. It's like, oh, oh, squirrel, look over here now. Look over here now. No, forget Hunter and the influence peddling. No, look over here. We're going to, Trump, Trump is an insurrectionist, blah, blah, blah. I'm going, this is so pathetic. Even my five-year-old great-niece, who is a bit autistic, can figure this out. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I mean, this is crazy. It is a lot worse. It is a lot worse than people might think, and especially with this information coming from uh, Mike Davis. Oh, man, oh, man, Chavez. This is crazy. Absolutely crazy. But hey, what can you do? So, I mean, so this is going to be one of those to be continued, but the timing still is pretty skunky because Congress is supposed to go on its August recess starting next week. And they won't be back for about six weeks until middle of September, which is going to be a whole new train wreck because they still have the appropriations bills to deal with. And the way that it's set up now, eh, you're going to get another continuing resolution. And once again, the House Republicans were not able to keep their promise due to people like Kevin McCarthy and, and the leadership of the House. And now, where are these 12 appropriations bills? This, was this is regular order. This is the way they used to do it back in the old days. But now we've got this mess. Not sure what to tell you on that one. But let's see what happens. Now, frankly... I, if I had my druthers, if I could, it's like, hey, forget your damn recess. Y'all got work to do. And this is not going to be a time for you to just kind of, you know, step out of your responsibility. You know, you go home to your district, talk to your people, so, so on and so on and so on. But I'm like, uh, no, because... Be, because y'all screwed it up. I mean, McCarthy screwed it up with the debt ceiling bill 
two years of no caps on spending and it's going to add all kinds of extra money to the debt plus you know it's it's really meant to tie Trump's hands when he gets back into get back into the White House I don't know how that's gonna work and how he's gonna deal with it but oh my goodness but a little bit of something that I did get into yesterday um, now Cash Patel who will definitely be a figure in the Trump second term wrote an amazing article that I found very intriguing in the Daily Caller saying forget Biden and his impeachment go after Ray and go after Merrick Garland now I want to play a little bit of his he was uh, Cash Patel was on War Room this morning and he laid out in a little better in a little more detail what his plan would be and why he went down this road so let's get a little bit of cash in there but, and now it's out there but we called it on War Room like yeah. three months ago yeah. we said there's this is an illegal plea the Attorney General himself has to come in and wave the regs to approve pretrial diversion that's why Hunter Biden got it Garland and Monaco came in and said, "Here's your." So you're agreeing to my deal. point that that right now we ought to. I told Mike today we ought to have a hearing with Monaco. All those all day because leave all the Biden even corruption as mm-hmm. thing aside. There is a cancer in the Justice Department in that plea deal yesterday. When a liberal judge sits there, yeah, and says, does her hey, job. This is unconstitutional, right? We've that, been saying it. Done that, and and somebody in DOJ had to make the decision to authorize those. There's only two people in the in the at DOJ. There's all there's one policy that governs it, and there's only two people that can waive it. And it specifically says, in gun possession crimes that have to do with narcotics, pretrial diversion shall not be granted unless by express waiver of the Deputy Attorney General, or the Attorney General. That's the regulation. That's why it's never been given before, except to Hunter. And also putting this judge, they wanted they know Trump's coming back to the White House, so they yeah. want to try. I mean, that's outrageous. Also, on the other side, to me, which is even deeper is basically a, a blanket his lawyer said that it was blanket immunity on all other investigations and in I mean you and I know how that works that's not how it works and the, and the reason that I want to put Garland and Ray in the crosshairs same with Monica who's the deputy attorney general Remember, she's the author well, she of runs, she Russia, runs, she runs, she runs, the she runs the deal come she's, on she runs all of it she's she's been in on it since Russiagate now yes. she's running justice yes but here's the thing what I wrote in the daily caller was if we want to get the receipts, if we want to get the documents, if we want to get the evidence from the FBI's corruption, whether it's on Hunter Biden and Burisma or Hunter Biden and the gun case, or whether it's on Joe Biden and China and the bribery case, we can't go after Joe Biden. That's a political stunt for impeachment. We're never going to get the documents. FBI and DOJ are going to come in. They're just going to stonewall you? Yeah, FBI and DOJ are going to say, the 2024 election will be here yeah, and nothing will exactly. get Exactly. President of the United States has been impeached. Sorry, sir, we can't give you anything. But if you impeach Ray and Garland... Okay, slow down. Go back. Walk our audience through this specifically, because you're going to give a pathway to victory here. What's the trap we fall? Because we just had Elise Stefanik on Maria. Yeah, I saw that. Senator, Senator Trabaluna. Mm-hmm. She's very strategic. She is. 
right? She's so great. That, that, that's a message that leadership's prepared to consider this. Mm. Walk me through why that going down that path is not the right path and you ought to focus on this other well, path. Well, you've laid down the, the, the strategic roadmap, Steve. What we need to show the American people is how corrupt the FBI and DOJ is. We know they are, but we don't have all of the evidence to put out there. We're catching them here and there, onesies and twosies. A trial in the, in the House of Representatives, where we're the majority, when we bring an impeachment, forces Ray and Garland in there under oath. A grand one. jury. The House is really the, the House grand is a grand jury. Right. But the world is watching. And not only that, the subpoenas that go out when you impeach Ray and Garland, you already have the crimes they committed, lying to Congress under oath and violating congressional subpoenas. Those are each separate felonies, both impeachable offenses. Easy. Layup. Then you go in and subpoena every document that Ray and Garland, their internal emails, their memorandums, the text messages from their entire leadership. Well, don't they, why, why don't they stonewall that? They're saying you have no grounds. Once you start an impeachment inquiry on those two guys, they don't have the grounds to, to cover that up and to hold it back? Yeah, I mean, can you just imagine if, if the House voted to impeach Ray and Garland and Garland and Ray came out and said, we are above the United States House of Representatives in impeachment? That would be a political storm. And it would, in order to the Republicans' benefit, they're not, they're, they're not going to do that. They're going to force our hand... And we have to go in and get the receipts. And we have to go in and get the confidential human source rec recordings that we still don't have. You're saying that by doing that, too, you also have a ton of whistleblowers come up. And we'll everybody's have, come. Have, everybody's yeah. come. Because then they've got the come. cover of an impeachment inquiry that then they can feel, I can get, you can't mess with my career, you can't mess with me, because yeah. now the whole world's watching. It's, it, it, you know, not to copy the Democratic playbook, but remember what oh, they I'll did. I'll copy the Democratic playbook in a second. What yeah. do you mean? They know how to run things. Come remember, on, I'll but, take it in a but second. But they did a fake impeachment with a fake whistleblower yeah. in Vindman and Charmella yeah. yes. with a liar in Adam Schiff and impeached Donald Trump. Big time. They did that. We've got the actual goods to impeach top law enforcement here for destroying our digital. I want to pivot. Okay. That's a heck of a good case. I mean, I think is I think Cash was very strategic in that because if you take away uh, his cover, namely the DOJ and the FBI, this gets really weird really fast. But it it's a good thing because we're now going to find out what really is going on. I mean, yes, you, yeah, you're grateful to have people like Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa who put out the FD-1023 form that the FBI had uh, and showing uh, the bribe uh, that, uh, actually the huge bribe that Hunter and Joe Biden took from the executive from Burisma. So... I, I gave it some thought, and I thought, you know, that's pretty cool. That's pretty interesting. But what really blows my mind, <laughs> so, there are some things that just crack me up. I mean, seriously. Uh, this story from Politico <laughs> talks about, you know, a top republic, the headline, we don't talk about Hunter Biden back at home. And this is coming from the chair of the National Republican Congressional Committee, uh, which is a guy named Hudson. Let's see. Oh, yeah, Richard Hudson, congressman from my beautiful home state of North Carolina. Plus, he's the chair of the Congressional Republican Committee. 
Now, this is just a crack up. Now, one of the things that Hudson said, because he's such a nervous Nelly, I think when we get home, the focus is the economy, the border, crime, etc. You know, this is what he thinks. I'm going, the problem is, Congressman Hudson, if you're going to talk about crime, if you're going to talk about inflation, the economy, and so many other things, you know, you can't help but include a Biden, whether it be Joe or Hunter. And it seems that I would think that the people of your district, yes, they're focused on those issues, but they dang well need to understand that Hunter Biden is a big part of this, even though he is a circus sideshow. And you have the corruption of the FBI and the DOJ, plus everything else that has been exposed by the Judiciary Committee, the Oversight Committee, the Ways and Means Committee. And my gosh, this is crazy. I mean, Hunter is... You can't help it because when you finally find some of the things he's been up to, I mean, Oversight Committee found that these suspicious activity reports, and there was a boatload of them, the biggest one had to do with child trafficking. Hmm? Oh, yeah. Given the amazing success of Sound of Freedom, which is now over $125 million in gross receipts, plus the fact that there was a screening of the movie in Congress last night, and the Democrats, the swine that they are, none of them even showed up. Because I'm willing to bet there's a bunch of them that are involved in this to some degree or another. And they don't want to be, oh no, it's a QAnon movie. It's like, mm-mm, you freaking idiots. That's been tried, and it has been blown up straight to hell. You can go and, you know, say that all you want, but the problem is, you're way too, it's way too little and it's way too late. Because it is a movie that is powerful. The movement is really picking up speed. And the fact that it's made over $125 million. Yeah, you better start talking about some Hunter Biden. And I'm willing to bet that they do. He just doesn't, Congressman Hudson just doesn't want to get into it. You know, he doesn't. Because, oh, he's just, no, we can't talk about that. We have to focus on the real issues. It's like, Real issues? What the heck? This is a real issue. This is a humongous real issue. Because now when you've got Alejandro Mayuckas, now there's a real arrogant SOB if ever I've seen one, who has in his twisted, demonized mind that, you know, he's just brazen. I don't... I don't have to do this. I don't have to answer that question. I don't have to do this. I don't have to do that. And yet, here's this man. Here's this man who is responsible for the biggest honking mess 
on the U.S. border. And everybody's just coming on in, coming on in. They're playing a game with the numbers. I mean, no. If you're going to go after Garland and Ray, which you need to, go after Mayorkas. Let's see if you can go for the triple play. Because that man needs to be seriously slapped and wipe that stupid smirk off of his face when he goes before Congress because, like many others of the Biden administration, oh, well, I can't do that. I can't say this. and I'm not going to get into it. It's like, the problem is you, you are already into it. You just don't have the guts, the integrity, and the sense of propriety to just say, well, yeah. Now, this is why it's going to be hilarious. Trump's first day as president. Because you're going to see a whole bunch of rats desert of sink as a... To sink, you're going to see a whole bunch of rats desert a ship that is about to get severely torpedoed. Oh, baby. I can't... I, I would pray that God in his graciousness would let me live long enough to see that happen. And this whole thing with the debates, oh God. It's like they know. Ronnie, Ronna, Romney McDaniel knows that with no Trump, you got no debate. You got nothing. And I hope to God he doesn't go. Because frankly, it's a trap. I like to think, that's set up by Rupert Murdoch and Fox to let all of those who are there, and only seven of those who've been, uh, who, who threw their hat in a race, can even attend the, the debate according to, uh, according to the RNC rules. One of them is not Mike Pence. I'm like, ooh, excuse me. I'm kind of liking that. So I'm just hoping that uh, that Trump doesn't go because he doesn't have to explain himself to nobody. The man has got the nomination. No one else is close. Now you're kind of duking it out maybe for second and third between DeSantis and Vivek Ramaswamy. But oh my gosh. Crazy. That's all I'm going to say on that. That is absolutely crazy. So, please, President Trump, I love you. I'm going to vote for you. But stay home. Hang out in Mar-a-Lago or Bedminster. But don't go to this silly debate because all it's going to do, I mean, even though you can handle it, but it's a Murdoch trap. It just is. So I don't know what you're going to do, sir, but I would hope, I just hope that, you know, you see it for what it is. Make them come to you. Do not go to their battlefield. And they, I mean, you're taking them all out. So why should you waste your valuable time on a debate that's not, that nobody can touch you? So I don't know. I mean, I mean, if he's got an idea, great, you know, but still, I think it would be just a horrendous waste because the primary 
is a joke. The primaries are an absolute joke because Trump's got it everywhere. Iowa, uh, South Carolina, all the early states. I mean, this is just sort of the, you know, it's not going to make for a lot of fun coverage, especially on Super Tuesday. It's like, yeah, you, you know, one minute after the polls close, we can now, we can now project that Donald Trump is the winner of the fill-in-the-state primary. It's, it's not going to be a whole lot of fun coverage. But who knows? One can only hope. But anyway, my friends, today is over, at least for my podcast day. More adventures in podcasting, I'm sure, tomorrow, because I'm sure at that point we will have the, uh, the official indictment uh, by Jack Squat and his office uh, for President Trump. So that's going to make for a great WTF Friday, that's for sure. So for now, my friends, take care, God bless, and I will talk to you tomorrow and let you in on some things that we're going to be doing in the month of August uh, to help expand the show and hopefully make it better. So for now, take care, my friends, God bless, and always remember that patriots come in all colors.